Hockey Hurts podcast for December 27th of 2016. I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And in this holiday season, we are going to celebrate Yamir Yager making his way up the all-time list. He is now number two in both goals and uh, points. He has 1,889 points uh, as of this moment, passing Marc Messier's 1,887 points. Still a touch behind Wayne's 2,857 points. <laughs> it's um, a little bit remarkable. But Yammer Yager is going to be closing in on uh, that unique stat where Wayne has more assists than anybody has points. Yeah, well, that's that's about to go away. So we're going to talk a little bit about Yager, uh, where he fits in on the um, all-time players list um that might get a little spicy uh a little what, yeah for what i have planned <laughs> <laughs> and then um mike sullivan of the pittsburgh penguins um was given a contract extension during boxing day so those are it's the main nice two little, and we'll see what last nice little christmas gift for sullivan there and much deserved it so. is. It, it's it's going to be interesting because he follows in the footsteps of Bilesma in the fact that he won a cup in his first half a year at the club and now he has to work out how to repeat, something uh, something Bilesma couldn't do. Well, if the goalie stops the puck, he'll have a better chance than Bilesma did. As a general rule, yes, he was fighting an uphill battle there. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I think, Bilesma's better work was thrown down the toilet by awful goaltending in the playoffs. Yes, it certainly doesn't help. The point that's been beaten to death on this podcast. Stop beating him to death. Well, the last two Penguins runs that were the best ones. Eastern Conference Finals lost to Boston. Focoon got him there. And Matt Murray last year. So, yep. Do we know? Out. Do we know the conditions? Do we know what he's earning in this particular three-year contract extension? Um, valid question. I don't. I've not been able to place it anywhere on Twitter. I mean, I don't think he would have really been paid a lot. Too much. Sorry. It doesn't matter too too much. No, 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 not in regards to the construction of the tower. I was just wondering what they thought and what he thought was relevant compensation for a... Two or three mil? You'd hope it was well, total or per year? Per. Oh, good. That's all right. Then that's where I was sort of hoping it was... I don't think it's going to be like a Babcock deal. No. No, or should not. it be, in my opinion? Yeah. No, I agree with you. There, and, but it's, and, good. it's good to see. It was the only move to make as well. Um, he did just a really nice job of looking at his roster. What are the pros? What are the cons? And then he just said, you know what? Let's play to our strengths and cons be damned. And it worked out quite well. So it will be fun to see how he goes on the follow-up. Well, he let, he let his best players be their best players. And that's right what now, you have to do. Said Gino and Phil are all top ten in scoring this year. Obviously, HBK was great last year. Malkin and Crosby are always great when they're healthy and playing. Um, 
their their defense core was not a team built to defend extended periods of time in the zone. So why why play a conservative style that has you in your zone defending? Ask the coach you replaced because that was the thing that baffled you and me before he did get replaced. So and it wasn't the case the year before. No, that was the thing that was ever more frustrating about that. Yeah, that's the thing with the Mike Johnston stuff. I, I know a lot of um, – he deserves all the criticism um, during last season that led to his firing, but I really didn't think he was all that bad the year before. No, like you said, he, he lost five of his top seven defensemen right on top or in the playoffs, and I would have thought – I know that the defense, defense call that came back wasn't the same – but it certainly wasn't as bad as he played them out to be, as in that conservative. So Sullivan came in and was certainly a really good fix for, for what the team wanted to do. And Sid's numbers under Johnston weren't great. For him. For him. <laughs> it's the thing, though. He's not a coach killer. The coach asked him to do something, he does it, even to the detriment of... Him? Like, he defended, he defended... Defended Johnson right to the end in regards to, I'm doing what I'm told, this is fine, I'm okay with it. Didn't once screech out. Nope. But, um, yeah, it, and even in Mike Sullivan's interviews, he he will not bring up the these maybe the same terms that are thrown around for, like, analytical stuff. But the conceptually, he, t he does touch on a lot of the stuff, and, and it shows that he has a at least a somewhat up-to-date mindset of how things work. And, you know, the, the proof is in their play. Obviously, they have a talented roster, but there are a lot of coaches that would try to dumb that down, and he's he's pressing the gas. Well, he's making sure that they, they get the most out of each, each player they, they possibly can. He does try to put players in positions to succeed, and... Um, it's all you want as, as a player, I think, is to be given that chance to, to reach your full potential, and he has been doing a good job of that thus far. So three years, that's a nice um, financial security for him. Well, it's in that two yeah. or three range. Million. I mean, it's, it, it is one of those things where coaching you almost are getting paid for past performance, aren't you? It's the reverse of what you do for your roster. You want to try and pay for performance going ahead, right? It's why the you know you and I are particularly happy with how the, the uh, CBA is structured up for, for young players. Um, but with, with coaches, you literally are getting paid for what you've done previously. There's no, oh, this is what he might become as a coach. It's This is what you've done for us. We'll pay you for it. I think a lot of teams do that with the players, too. They do. They shouldn't, but you're right. They do. So, no. it. Um, this, I mean, obviously, him getting hired, winning a Stanley Cup, um, it, there's a lot to like for the Penguins moving forward, some st stability there. And uh, the roster's in a good spot. It does help. So while they may not win this year, they'll always be a playoff contender pushing for it. And as a fan of, if you're, if you're a fan of that team, it's really all you can ask for. Well, the thing you're right. I mean, the thing that's enjoy, the thing that's great about this is that they've got a team that's winning at the moment, but they're fun to watch as well. And and the the entertainment value with this 
this team is is right up there, win or lose. Like even when they get scorched, it's usually high high event hockey. So there's stuff to watch as, as the game goes along. So it's it's so much better. This month's been great. They they either give up seven or score seven. And as a fan who wants to see the team win, thankfully more often they're they're scoring them rather than giving them up. Yeah, they got clobbered by uh, Columbus. Yeah, it's it's really funny. You know, with with Columbus, you hear a lot of the Columbus fans, you know, not real happy with the lack of respect they're getting. But until they actually you know, do it for the whole year, they're probably not going to get that so-called respect that they think they deserve. Well, I think, as we discussed uh, last time, there are some things to like. Possession's pretty good, uh, but 940 save percentage at even strength is going to win you a lot of games, even if you aren't very good. Yeah, that certainly helps. You certainly are out there. But you're right. I mean, this is a great stretch, but, you know, how many great stretches have the Capitals had? I'm sure they're, they they could care less about those. That's true. That's true. It's just, it's going to be, that the whole division in itself is a, um, it's a minefield, really. Yeah. Pittsburgh has lost one regulation game in December, and they lost first place. Because Columbus has won 11 in a row. And there are other teams right there. So It's ridiculous, isn't it? I better be in the top three in the Atlantic is all I'll say about that. Because they're not going to... At this at this rate, they're not getting a second or, or a wild card team at all. No, that's... And, and I hate this... Fuck this playoff setup. It's so stupid. You know what's going to suck? If you do win the division in the Metropolitan, you're going to end up playing another Metropolitan team that's probably going to get close to scoring 100 points, right? Where's the reward in there? There is that? no reward. And you know what? <laughs> you have a damn TV special and you let the top seed choose their opponent. I think we've discussed this maybe, hey? <laughs> oh, that would be... The t- I mean, really, that's that should be the reward. Hey, you won it. You won the conference. Uh, who do you want to play? Then that yeah, team gets all offended. They were picked, and then there's a rivalry, and it'd be great. Yeah. I love the concept. I love the concept. And they could make a TV thing out of it. Put James Duthie up there, and uh, off we go. That's just ridiculous. It's so. It's for for me. It just seems like such a simple idea. There's nothing complicated about that as a as a thought process, and yeah, because it's well, it's not totally random, but like, I mean, some of the playoff matchups are just really. I I I did all that all year to get this, and then I look over and this shit team's playing another shit team, and then injuries come into play. Like, what if the team? There's teams that lose a star player at the end of the year. Shouldn't the top seed be like, yeah, I think we want them. Yeah, That should be the reward. Yep. No, I totally agree. You're certainly not going to find me um, disagreeing, agreeing with that. It just, just 
frustrates me, I suppose, that – and you can make the argument this used, used to be what happened to the Central. You know, you'd get five and three there and you'd, you'd end up having to play somebody else and you'd talk to the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, there's a I bit would... of work involved with the NHL looking forward, but I'm not uh, holding my breath on that. I um, I wouldn't even do divisions anymore. I mean, does anybody really care? Oh, I'm the division champ. Well, who gives a shit? You're out in the second round. What the fuck all does it matter? Well, I want to have something to hang up. <laughs> Depending on the team, yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, no, but d- screw divisions. Just have conference, top eight. Top seed chooses. And then second, and then third, then four and five play. Yep, I'm there. Or four plays, whoever's left over. I, that's what I meant. Well, I don't get to choose. <laughs> nope. So, well, that was a unplanned tangent. Sorry. All right. Should we bring the Cajun in? Yep, go on. All right. So, Yager. He's pretty great. Doing all these uh, point things and whatnot. Where does he fall on the all-time player list? I've always said he was the best European player of all time. And mind you, Nick Lidstrom is right right there with him. But where, where is he in the overall <coughs> pantheon? All right. For, for me, personally, I think he sits behind... Mario, I honestly think it goes Mario, Jaeger, Wayne, um, and that's a bias because of the type of hockey I like to see. I like to see people create and, and do stuff that others can't, and both those three players were like that. It's just the two that I put in front of Wayne could do more things he couldn't do than others. Okay. So I don't know how many eye rolls we have in the audience, but... Probably a lot. For- Prepare for some more, because I agree with him. Um, I do think... I think Jager's better than Wayne. I really do. I mean, if you want to... We can do some error-adjusted number stuff, and we will in a a minute or so. Um, Or you could just YouTube Wayne Gretzky's highlights. They stink. Not him. I mean, okay. I need to preface something before we go any further. Dude, you've got enough I love, hikers. These. Yeah, I I love Wayne. Wayne is one of my favorite players. Um, so this is tough for me to. I'm. The problem with these kind of sports arguments is it sounds like you're really trying to tear another guy down to prop your guy up, and that's kind of what you are doing at certain points in time. But I. Yeah, I'm not tearing Wayne down in uh, malice or hate. I love him. But I, I do believe just watching the plays that they've both made throughout the course of their careers, I, I think Yager is bigger. I thought he was faster. I think he has better hands, a better shot, protects the puck better. And quite frankly, I think Yager's numbers, based on the eras he played in and how much he has, is close enough to Wayne's raw total to where you can be like, uh, yeah. And... um. You know, when I was thinking about this kind of stuff, I, I typed in Wayne Gretzky's name to YouTube, and um, it's just such an underwhelming uh, 
cachet of highlights. Many of them are empty netters. Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. How do you hang on? What do you mean they're empty netters? Like a lot of his big highlights, the, the 50 goals in 39 games and all that. Well, trust me, that's never being broken. Um, they're into literally empty nets, but all of his goals, in my opinion, were kind of in empty nets because goaltending was fucking terrible. <laughs> they're fucking bad. Like, bad, bad. And I've tweeted out, and I fully believe it. I think any of the high school goalies in my area, the average ones are better, are better than the NHL goalies from that era. That, but it should be that way. It's, it's exactly what should happen. There should be improvement. And if you look at but one of the so remedial in the 80s. And you combine that with the open style of play, it's like, come on. I can't, I I just, can't, I can't hold those numbers equal to what did Yager have 60 points last year at age 44 on on the goals yeah. of now I mean even strength save percentage this year is 925 what was it in the 80s eight something yeah that's a good and it, it, I have to be that is one of the things that's that shifted is the ability to be able to actually score goals has gotten so much harder because, you know, basically, like you said, the goaltending has gotten better. Some of those slap shot goals, I just, it's so cringy. Like Darren <laughs> Pang was an NHL goalie. Right? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of so was Daryl Ray, wasn't he? That That's my biggest hang-up with all of it, is just the... I mean, the Messier shot, that his off-wing snap shot, I mean, that's not even a thing anymore. You no, can't really do it unless you're off, like Ovi or Line A. Think of the shots it takes to beat these guys now. So... That's that's that was my biggest takeaway when I went back and tried looking at the highlights. And don't get me wrong, Mario's early um, highlights have some bad goaltending too. But Mario played through I I what I consider three three different eras. Uh, the obvious '80s with Wayne, and then made his way through the clutch and grab, which caused him to retire, and then. The worst clutch and grab when he came back and said, "Yeah, I'll get seventy something points in forty games after three years off, <laughs> and then I'll win an Olympic gold medal." <coughs> but it's so. Um, Yager was pretty dominant throughout his career, even with the changes, adaptions, and technology and that kind of stuff. And I just don't. Wayne would be an all-time great. I, I do believe. But he he wouldn't have um, the volume of points that he does. And that's, I think, while it certainly can't be dismissed, I mean, he did have more assists than people had points. That's outrageous. Uh, it just wouldn't be that way. I think it was a perfect storm of when he played with the style of play. His quality of teammate was pretty okay. And <laughs> um, the goaltending... 
I mean, go back to the YouTube stuff. Go YouTube Yarmir Yager. I don't think Wayne can do much of that. No, and I suppose I suppose it's another one of those things where it comes down to what do you want your best player to do for your sport? And I want my best player to generate highlights that bring you out of your seat and make you go, my goodness, no one else could do that. And it's, it's one of those things with Crosby, it's, I think, hard to market him as the best player in the world because a lot of the stuff that makes him the best player in the world are the littler things, are the things that um, you can't get there and throw on a high reel and it'll get people out of your seat, whereas Jaeger's highlights that made him the dominant player he was through clutch and grab got people out of their seats, and it's the same with Lemieux. He could get people out of their seats. There wasn't a lot of – I didn't feel like to me when you go through the highlights of Gretzky, where was the the, the dangle and the, the glitz and the glamour with, with what he did? It wasn't there because he thought the game so much faster than everybody else that he played with at the time. And it was wide he, open. There was so much room for error. Yeah, and he didn't have to do any of that that stuff. You know, He just outthought everyone, was in the right spot at the right which, time, knew where the person was going to be. Which I – think deserves his ability to make one-on-one situations two-on-ones is why he is yeah so highly no, regarded it's, and yeah. it's one of the reasons why I, I love him as a player so much is that cerebral um ability and that i i just want to speak for me i don't i don't want to it sounds like i'm downplaying that a little bit but i do truly respect it i think it's it's amazing the um i have talked to some of the former NHL players that played against him and Mario. And the, and the the one thing that was said was that Wayne never found himself in a one-on-one situation. So that, that that's kind of his mark on why he's great and why you don't see it in those highlights. But at the same time, he could do that because I think uh, the era was loosey-goosey. In defensive systems and whatnot. I don't think... I think he could still create more two-on-ones than most now, but, I mean, the structure that's in place these days, you better have some individual ability to separate. Otherwise, you're just another guy out there. It's it's one of those things where um, you need to... The NHL obviously has to get there and try and digitise as much of the stuff they've got on TV in regards to numbers. So you can try and make some era-adjusted comparables a little bit easier than what people are currently trying to do now in regards to what somebody was amongst his peers at the time that he played in particular generations of hockey. Because like you said, you think Mario played through three. Um, Gretzky did play through... Well, I guess um, technically Mario got only played like 25 games of the cap era. True, but you have a look at you, you could get there and you can break down everybody's career into like three seasons and see what they're like in those three seasons or whatever, whatever. And at the moment, it's really hard to do that. Somebody has to totally go ridiculously out of their way to... Well, I have era adjusted in front of me for careers right now. And Wayne's is 2475 for points. His actual is 2857. Yager 
adjusted is 2077. So he's 400 short of Wayne for all-time points if you do era adjusted. Yeah. And here's another point I'm going to make. Here we go. <laughs> Yager has missed time to one, two lockouts, and self-inflicted a three-year absence for the KHL. <coughs> so how many NHL points is that? That I have not gone into. I don't know what the projections would be for his points, era adjusted and otherwise. I think it would be interesting if someone smarter than myself figured out just how many points did the lockout, because the one lockout was a half, a big chunk of the 94-95 season, and that was Yager's prime. You could be talking about 120 real points. I don't know how the error adjustment would be. And, you know, the lockout, he came back after the lockout and had 120-something points. I think it's still the most that's been scored since they came back from the lockout? Of I think so. Six? Yeah. So can we add another 100 there? <laughs> right? I mean, if he's got 126 the year after, can I give him 90 maybe conservatively? And then the KHL time off. So that 400 is probably shrunken down quite a bit. He's probably within striking range of being era-adjusted all-time point leader. Not saying he's quite there, but we don't know if he's going to play till he's 60. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... If nothing else, even if you disagree with our assertion that Yager is better than Wayne, it's more of a celebrating just Yager's career, more or less, just by throwing these kind of numbers out there. What I what I do find what I do find interesting in amongst sort of all of this because you know it's coming up, it's a hundred year anniversary of the league, all that sort of stuff. Um, how much stock do you take in what goes on on what goes on off the ice in regards to other people making these sort of proclamations of players? Because you know, Yaga's got a bit of a, a reputation of being a coach killer and and you know bailing on Pittsburgh, all those sorts of things. Oh, and I guess such rubbish. I, if you want to get into that, that, what what is the true reason Wayne left Edmonton? I've actually never bothered to look into that. Well, somebody had a movie career. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he just left. Yeah, good call. I, I mean, hadn't thought of that. Well, I'm just going to throw that out blindly. Like people say Yager left Pittsburgh because he's a greedy piece of shit. And that's I don't believe that's the case either. So there's a wash. Because Yager left Pittsburgh because they literally couldn't pay him. And he signed a contract yeah. that said... you. We both agree to pay me this. Yep. No, I totally understand why he he did what he did because it's one of those things where there seems to be a lot of revisionist writing on Jaeger over the last couple of years from a lot of people that you know really went to town on him when he was was younger. Um, you know, not just for you know what happened in Pittsburgh, but for his perceived lack of um, output at Washington. Um, you know, his failure to get 
the Rangers to the Stanley Cup when he was there. So it seems as though, you know, looking back in hindsight, that these people have either just decided to get on the bandwagon of love for a man that's playing ridiculously well still um, at 5-on-5, which was, you know... Not North American. See, I would really like to hope that that wouldn't be the case, but... I don't think it's so much now. I think we're better at it now, but come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier, 25 years ago, when he first started playing in the NHL and still is. Yeah. But Wayne's the golden Canadian boy. And that's a tough nut to crack. Oh, it's almost impossible. Yeah, we we're really doing a fruitless endeavor here today. <laughs> Isn't that every day? Yeah. So I found era adjusted goals. And Yager has eight thirty eight to Wayne's seven fifty eight. So he's right that's the thing, like he's He's a better goal I mean, scorer. Yeah. Is just out of curiosity, going through this conversation, is Ovechkin going to be able to? Yes. How, how many? How many Wayne's? Who has the most goals in the league? I can never remember. All time. Yeah. Wayne. How many? Um, it's sorry. Up there. I can I can get it quick. I should have this memorized, but I don't. Eight ninety four. Right. So Ovi's a chance to nail that. Like raw totals? Yeah, I'm talking raw totals. Oh boy, I don't know, man. That's 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 gonna be tough. He's at six uh, forty-five for adjusted right now. He actually has five forty. I'm asking too much, then, really, aren't I? I mean, you're talking another three hundred and fifty goals. Yeah, that's another 10 seasons of 30 goals. It's just not going to happen in the in the hockey world this day and age. I think his shot's so good to where he can make a good run of it. But he's got to pump in a few more 60-goal years to kind of double up on that 30-goal pace you just discussed. Yeah. And to no fault of his, I don't know how possible it is. But he is at 645 for um, adjusted, which has him 11th all-time already. He'll he'll be right right up there in the top two or three, I reckon, by the time he's done. In yeah, scored. he may be um, the best of all time. By the way, Gordy Howe, 925 is the best of all time, according to these adjusted goals. But, again, the fucking goaltending. <laughs> I mean, theory, to be honest, theoretically, I would hope that when the game moves on 25 years, it counts as WHA for that, though, I believe. Yeah. So, so I don't have a raw it? NHL total for Gordy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if we can move on in, in, you know, 25 years and be having this conversation again and, and hopefully be still saying goaltending back then was pathetic, then that would be great because it means everything's moved forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much better goaltending can really get. I think we're at the plateau. It would be nice. Stylistically, I don't know what else there is to add. They've really done a great job of probability angles, technique, athleticism and training and size. 
So, so if you get there and look at it and think about it in that aspect, even if every every team in the NHL took the attitude of scoring to win, which is what you and I would like to see teams do, and the game broke open to be 1980-style hockey, you're not going to get goal scoring like you had because no. the position is played so much better that, you know, you'll have great hockey games, but you're not going to have those seven, eight games as, as often as, as you did back then. No, you're, you're right. And it's why... Well, I don't think the air-adjusted stuff is perfect. I, I think it helps paint a little bit of a more accurate picture of, of the eras involved. And we haven't yeah, talked well, much about Mario, who we put number one, both of us. Uh, the reason I haven't brought up much of his air-adjusted stuff is because um, his sample's just not 25 years long. and it, You would use right stats to pump Mario up as opposed to these um, raw totals. Well, the other problem he has is he never got to, never got to, when he was at the peak of his powers, he never really got to play through all of that. You know what I mean? Like he pulled the pin himself, he got sick. Lockout. Yeah, the 95 lockout. Lockout combined with bad back. Florida Panthers. Florida Panther series is when he's like, fuck this, I'm out. I don't blame him for that. That's sort of, I've tried to watch that series a couple of times, um, and it's atrocious hockey. It's atrocious because you got the all-time second-most assist guy, Ron Francis, is an afterthought to Lemieux and Yager, and none of them can do shit because they're being tackled. But it was an expansion team, and the league wanted them in the finals. That's the reality there. Hey, and you, you, you say that in this context, well, they got absolutely cakewalked by, you know, by Sackick in in um, Colorado. Imagine that. Imagine getting Sackick, Forsberg, Deadmarsh, bloody, who else was Wah. there? There's a couple of others. Huh? Wah, Rob Blake. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of, Blake. Getting all those guys to play against, you know, that 96 Lemieux team. You just go... That would have been better for the NHL than having freaking Florida. No, that was. I, I always bounce back and forth into the one I'm more frustrated at, and I always land on the '96 series is the one I'm frustrated at. One cost cost me my favorite player Mario ultimately. Huh. Um, two, I don't think Florida was the better team at all. No, I agree. And the other series that I, I bounce back from is the 93 Islanders series. But I – because I, I thought that Pittsburgh probably would have beat Montreal and we would have had a Wayne-Mario yeah. final, uh, which would have been really, that. really cool. Um, but the Islanders won fair and square, in my opinion. And, um, you know, that's hockey. You, you lost. Sorry. I know you had a great regular season, but Islanders uh, got that overtime goal in Game 7, and that's that. Whereas the Panther series was just an artificially dragged down bullshit, just utter nonsense for the sport. But I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not. I'm not it, angry. It's funny how in on that Florida team, were there any 
superstars on their team? There weren't. And you go, there were like four or five on Pittsburgh. There were four or five on Colorado. Why wouldn't you want to have all of those names going up against each other like mano a mano? But independent from that, it shouldn't matter. It should just be rough the game accordingly, and whoever wins, wins. Yeah, but that that's not what they did. That whole year was drag them down. You, you, there was like some retarded feel for wanting to make sure that, that everyone worked every inch of ice, and it's like you couldn't score a goal unless you actually lost an eye. It just made no sense. You, I mean, you look at that hockey all the way through after that lockout. Till you got to like well, the next lockout, it was garbage hockey. And there was Jager still pumping in a hundred plus, which is amazing when you think how hard it's been for Sid and and for Patrick Kane and and, and those guys to 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 get to a hundred plus. So yeah, I mean that's the stuff. Yager was winning scoring titles at more points than what our current guys are doing. It's amazing. He's a physical freak when he was in his prime. I know he's kind of lumbers out there a little bit now, but he had 149 points that year. 62 goals in that tackle him by any stretch imaginable. Think about that. 149 in that climate that we just discussed. Unreal. It's one of those things where, as a Penguins fan, you kind of got to realize how spoiled you've been. Oh, well, (laughs) I've always tried to stress that. I mean, they've literally had the best player in the world for almost 30 years consecutive. I'm sure there's been some mild breaks in that. But for the most part, you go Mario, Yager, Sid, and they overlap. Just that early section of 01 to the lockout, really. Some, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be honest. <laughs> it's been, it's been fun. Because I, I do get there and go, I if if the LA Kings start to lose. There's no way in hell the LA fans will enjoy what they watch. Uh, not the present product, no. I mean, Kopitar's awesome. Dowdy's awesome. But you're right. The style is... When hey, don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh played it's, the it's... Kings, uh, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago. That, that was a really not great game. This, this is the thing, though. Like, the, I'm not denying that the way they play is successful, but if they get there and have another year where they go out in the first round or don't make the playoffs, how are the fans going to put up with watching what they do out on the ice, which is, you know, it, it's the best version of of chop down without chopping down. Like they, they interfere so well and they clog up the neutral zone so well and force you to try and do too much with the puck, create turnovers. It's how they win the Corsi battle. So often, and it's how they go about winning their games is they just make sure you have fewer chances than them. They don't try to have more chances than you. They just make sure you have fewer chances than them. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's like, the polar opposite. And thank, well, thank, God, yeah. thank God I cover a team that's the polar opposite of that. Yeah. And can pull it off. It's it's fun to, to watch Pittsburgh nightly right now. I've, I've had a lot of fun this year 
Um, just watching it. One Sid's great. <laughs> He's he doesn't go many games without scoring a goal this year, and that's remarkable considering the era. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> does say a lot for the to sort of touch the, the man's on at the moment, doesn't it? I think he's on pace for 63 goals, which is amazing, considering... I, I think his shot's gotten a lot better over the years, but um, it, it's not in the same um, oh, sorry tier as some of the better players that we have in the league, uh, shooting-wise. But he finally yeah. figured out, or the team, whichever, get him down low. He's gonna break his. Well, there's uh, no no argument there. He's gonna break his single season power play record, his own personal one. I think it was 16 his rookie year. He's on pace for 22. It is it is funny how you could see a definite shift in the way the power play works when he's not on the half wall. I'm okay with if they have player movement and he ends up there because that happens. I just hate when it's stagnant player movement and he's the half-wall guy. I just don't think that's where... You know Geno's out there, so they're clever enough to where they could... If they were doing a more stagnant approach, they could switch and do it seamlessly during the course of the play. But I don't think there's much arguing that he hasn't been on the half-wall as often and his goals have shot up a lot. So I'm going to take that as a, as a win for my hypothesis. No, you, you're certainly on the you're certainly on the on the right idea there. It's it's one of those things where I think as a general rule, when you get two good teams playing against each other in the league at the moment. The games appear to be more leagues seem to be happening in them. So, you know, the the term high event hockey seems to be happening more frequently. And like the Toronto Maple Leafs have got a coach that likes to be in control of everything at the moment. But I think they play the highest event hockey going around. And if they can work out how to make that successful, hopefully more teams will follow that path. I think Mike Babcock's got it right for the team that he has same same concept as pittsburgh does he really want all those guys defending all the time no i I agree but when they do improve the back end of their roster and the tail end of their forwards is he going to try and control the play more often because he's not going to have nick lidstrom and 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 guys like that who can move the puck for him Oh, you mean the, the Rafalski-Lidstrom combo that was like 60% possession? Rafalski is the name I couldn't remember, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, he's not going to have a pairing that can do that. So is he going to allow them to still attempt to do some crazy stuff Hopefully. and just deal with the consequences? That's Because that's not how he coaches – that's not how he coached Detroit. That's why he left, because he's gone, well, I can't do what I want to do here. I don't know. He seems to be a chameleon. I think he uh, plays to strengths. That's probably why he's one of the better ones. I hope he still does. I hope he keeps playing that way. I don't think he's stuck in a certain because when he when he gets Team Canada, doesn't he goes for lower event hockey, knowing that his guys are game breakers and can 
make things out of nothing for the most part. So they suppress a lot when they're with Canada, which is the opposite of Toronto, which he knows they can't, so he doesn't. So that's probably why he gets paid the big bucks. Well, as long as they keep going for high event hockey, I'm happy. The more teams that play it, the the more fun it'll be. Is Pittsburgh done playing them? Because that would be disappointing. I really, uh, those games were fun. Are Pittsburgh aren't done playing that? No, no, uh, playing each other. Oh, they've played three times. Oh, I think they're going to play each other three times. And I know they've done twice. Have they done a third? Um, I don't think so. I'll well, be looking one forward to that game if that's the case. Yeah, there's one left then. Mm-hmm. I'll look it up. Uh, yes, Saturday, April 8th at Toronto. Hockey Night in Canada. So the Woo-hoo. second to last game of the regular season. Well, that could be an important game for both teams, basically. Yeah, Toronto's going to sniff the playoffs, so. Well. Got any uh, other clever ways to shit talk Wayne? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, just that we're not. I think we've made that clear. It was more of a Yager celebration, but I do do think Yager is um, the superior player. Longevity, and I think uh, just use YouTube. That's all I really have to say about it. It's it is it's funny, you know, because the conversation you said this in the conversation we had about the, the, these two players. It's like you have to kill one to make the other look great, and it was similar to the the Dowdy Carlson argument for. Um, yeah, that's a good one. For the for the Norris, and it's going to happen again this year. It'll be whoever. They want to make the Norris and Carlson once again. It'll be well. You've got to knock the other player, who is obviously a very good player. They wouldn't even be up for the award. Something tells me that Brent Burns is going to get it. I would have no reservations on that. Uh, Shea Weber, on the other hand, which I could see getting a career award, much like Dowdy last year, which is just. Frighteningly short-sighted, and it's very frustrating when that happens. So, you heard it here. Yager's better than Wayne. (laughs) So, yeah. You can send me feedback and Cameron feedback. Only if it's positive, though. Only if you agree. That's how this works. (laughs) So... Maybe we'll have one in another 10 years uh, with Sid. Yeah, let's not think that far ahead, man. I don't want to start thinking about the end. Yeah, right. So, well, I hope everybody had a good uh, Christmas Hanukkah. Boxing Day was yesterday. I saw you got a nice little gift. I did indeed. I got myself all set up. Now I just need to get myself a stick and a couple of pucks and I can... Guy's got a tropical hockey net set up in his backyard. I'll uh, I'll post it on Twitter. I'll get it out there. Is your crossbar still upside down? No, I managed to fix that problem. <laughs> it helps with the bar down shots that you'll uh, 
you know, you'll you'll get to the point where you'll be going bar down on all your shots. Exactly right. So, yeah. Don't know when the next podcast will be. Probably after the new year, I would suggest. Yeah, so happy new year. Um, I'm glad we fit this one in because I'm... Oh, we were stuffed otherwise. Going out of town, so... Oh, God, it was never going to happen. So, that's it. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Uh, HockeyHurts.com, Patreon.com slash HockeyHurts for donations. HockeyBuzz.com for my Penguins writing. And Walshy66, Gunner Stahl, Hockey underscore Hurts. Those are all the Twitter handles for your positive uh, Yager Wayne feedback. (laughs) And uh, until next time, see ya. Gotcha.